everybody, and welcome to the Three Up Top podcast. This is our game week 11 preview. Uh, hard to believe it's already game week 11, been flying by. A um, little bit more like another two up top episode, uh, like a few weeks back, but this time it is myself, Ryan, along with Sean. We're missing Jake. Uh, Washington Nationals are in the World Series. And Jake, being a massive DC sports fan, um, he is a little bit occupied right now. So just Sean and I tonight. Um, Sean, how you doing? Doing well. Um, yeah, just I uh, had to drop back with a four-four-two formation. Um, yep. Murray out indefinitely. Um, picked up a knock, having the uh, Nats go to the. World Series uh, seventh match, so um, just two of the lads tonight, but we sure have a lot to talk about. I mean, Ryan, yeah, I don't know about you. I, I mean, I, well, I texted, so you guys know, but I texted both of you guys, and I said that this has been my favorite game week ever. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, coming from a Leicester fan <laughs> and a Friday for us in the States, the Friday games are at 3 p.m. So to kick off the week on a Friday, I mean, the weekend on a Friday afternoon with a 9-0 drubbing, like I, I texted Sean that night and I was like, dude, like, how are you like doing right now? Like, how are you feeling? Because if it was my team, Newcastle, which that, that would never happen. Um, yeah. like we can't score more than one goal. Um, I, I would have been over the moon. Like it would have been the coolest thing ever. But that's like, how are you feeling? Like this looks. I mean, it, and then I just watched the highlights, and I just got. I just was pumping myself up for the Newcastle game two days after that. Because just watching them do- absolutely dominate that game was like it was it was inspiring. Like I was inspired. So I, I mean, can only imagine how you were feeling as a fan. Yeah, no, I was. Um, you know, it's it's tough because you, you. Well, it's not tough at all. I shouldn't say tough. Not <laughs> the right word. It was just because I take the draft league so seriously, and I had Chilwell originally on my bench. Um, just a little bit of a disclaimer. He did get auto subbed on, so I got the 19 points. Um, but I yep. was kind of bumming about that. Um, but no, I mean, I was watching the game at work, had it on uh, one of our TVs in the office, and um, no, it was it was amazing. I mean, I had never seen anything like that. I mean, that's what you you joke about a team in soccer winning like six nil, seven nil, yeah. nine nil. At Southampton, <laughs> I mean, think yeah. who's who? I mean, United drew at Southampton. I think they may have even um, drew, they even drew at um they may have drawn at o- Old Trafford. I mean, Southampton. I did not think would would have been this easy, but you know, when you get a red card so early in the game like that, and I mean, the I I wanted to be out there so bad. I mean, that pitch was so wet. And no, it just yeah. looked like such a fun game to play in. And Leicester is so good at moving the ball. And they just can play at such a good pace that Southampton had no idea what was going on. I mean, they, they didn't even touch the ball. That was embarrassing. No. 
for them. Yeah, and it, for me, it just, I was yeah. I was elated. I really was. It was such a special moment, I think, for Jamie Vardy. Um, but you know, not only him, obviously, just the side in general, right? I mean, Casper Schmeichel. I think his. So I think um, Peter Schmeichel, his dad, played in the only other nine-nil win in the Prem was against Ipswich Town in 1995, where United won um, nine-nil. And wow, there you go. There's yeah, that. and this, it was just a thumping. I mean, a hat trick from Iozzi, hat trick from Vardy, um, Chilwell, two assists, one goal, um, Harvey Barnes, um, you know, just the entire team, Tielemans, Madison, a Madison free kick. Like, there's just so many good oh, yeah. goals to talk about that, like, it's just overwhelming. But no, I mean, that was just a special one to see. Um, probably one of the top five games of, of soccer I've seen in my life to be honest yep. with you. I mean, that's just, you don't see that. And I'll probably never, I probably never will again. I hope I do, but um, no, it was, it was amazing and well-deserved for, for my Foxes. So um, it, it certainly gives me a lot of optimism. I mean, I don't know how you feel yeah. about that, but like, I don't know how indicative it is, but um, I think that this really is, you know, starting to push the boys into, you know, a serious contender for one of those champions league spots. Oh yeah, I mean they. It was just a, it was just a masterclass, and and the, and the way they play is, you know, we always talk about these teams that have a lot of talent but aren't exactly stringing it together on the field. Leicester is yep. a team where they they do have talent. They have less talent than a lot than a lot of other teams. I mean, I, I won't say a lot, but a handful of other teams they have a less talented pool, and that's not to say that it is. Uh, an untalented that's right. a word uh team but i think brendan rogers just has this team absolutely firing on all cylinders uh they know the system they know how to play um they play together extremely well um and it's just like it's just automatic um and you know i felt you got to feel a little bit bad for southampton but you also got to it was really cool to see how, I mean, Leicester were just savages. They were unrelenting. Um, and a lot of times you'll see, you know, teams will sit back and they'll they'll take it easy. But they right. were just absolutely, I mean, celebrating every single goal. I mean, like the fifth goal, I think it was, it was Vardy. I think it was before half, right before halftime. Where, oh, my God. That just got me fired up, man. I mean, yeah. just thrashing the ball into the back of the net um running to running running over by the southampton fans tongue out um just just a really cool performance but no they're putting together and i think i think they're um you'd kind of have to you you'd have to be kind of stupid to not uh say that they're gonna get a top four spot at this point there's nothing that we've seen in the Premier League right now that would point to them finishing fifth or worse, to be honest. Yeah. I, I agree. Because you when, know, you, when, when you look at, we talk about City and Liverpool are probably going to be cemented in those top two spots. Um, the only other team really that I can see that is um, compete in terms of, and you know, I brought this up last week. You want to talk about, you're gonna finish. Uh, you're gonna finish strong in this league. You got to score goals. 
Um, Chelsea. Obviously, Leicester can do that. Yes, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Chelsea. Chelsea's the only other team that I see that can score goals the way that uh, Leicester is doing right now. So, right now, my top four is um, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Leicester, maybe even Leicester in front of Chelsea. So, uh, those are what would my prediction would be right now. Um, and I don't see. Um, I'm sure we'll get to all these teams. You know, we got a lot to talk about here. But Man United, Tottenham, um, these traditional big six teams, I, I don't really see them um, competing with uh, Leicester and Chelsea right now. And it just goes back to that whole, yeah, they have talent, but what are they doing with it? Um, and I don't see them being able to do anything with it um, like Leicester is. And Leicester has – they have a better start to this season than they did when they won it. Um, yeah. so that's saying something too. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think that clearly the, I think you can even just, you know, Chelsea might be a little bit more difficult to put I'm not saying I would, I'm 100% there in my top four. I think even if you're, yeah. you know, a huge football skeptic, you might say, all right, leave Chelsea out of the, you know, the top four, just, they had, they may be too inconsistent. I honestly like, I, I think it's it's tough to it's tough to say that. I mean, I think I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea, Leicester, Man City, and Liverpool have you know really shown that you know those are the emerging or Liverpool already. Man City is kind, they're both kind of established in that sense, but Leicester and Chelsea are two teams that have really emerged that say, hey, you know, I, Chelsea's case it may have you know taken them a, a bit of time to figure out. Um, how they need to play, um, and how how they need to string wins together and score goals, um, but you know clearly, I mean, what a promising team, um, and I think Leicester is is similar in that sense. I top to bottom, you're right. I don't think, I mean, I I think they're yeah, obviously they're they're very talented. I don't think they're top they're top to bottom as good as Chelsea is. Um, so no. that will be, that's really interesting, and it's it'll be interesting to, to see them play again. Um, you know, after they did draw um, in the uh, in game week two, um, so it's uh, no, it's a very um, you know up up at the top. There's only there's only a couple uh, teams that really can um, position themselves uh, to make a run for it, um, and I think this weekend, obviously, Chelsea did as well. I yeah, mean, Burn- Burnley's not Burnley's not a slouch. I think giving up two goals at the end of the game is a little bit disappointing for them. And I think that's just kind of where, you know, that's where their back line has been um, most of the season. But when they start to click, um, then I think that obviously it's a maturity thing as well. And, you know, how they manage their game. Um, But I, what, I mean, what a fantastic game. I'm just going to address the elephant in the room right now. I mean, (laughs) Christian Pulisic. Wow. USA, baby. I knew that's the thing is that I knew I knew he would have a breakout moment. I mean, Mount had his breakout moment. You know, Danny James arguably in in you know the first few uh, match weeks he did. Sure. Um and you know, these younger guys, Abraham, they've all had their breakouts and then I knew that Pulisic had it. He just needed to be given the chance and I this is where I go back. I don't even know. 
I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I'd you know disparage um, Lampard in any way, um, but I certainly, if I did, you know, I'm I'm definitely wrong. But I think it was smart um, that he really lit a little bit of fire under him and made Pulisic really try and fight for the opportunity to get minutes in the Premier League. Um, and I think it's you know it's that's obviously the right decision when you have mature players who've been in the team who've been playing better. And, you know, Mason Mount was outperforming him as well. Um, and the older player I'm talking about, yeah. obviously, Julian. Um, yeah. But, and Pedro you know, a little bit, too, at the beginning yeah. of the year. No, exactly. And so um, he needed his opportunity, and that's how you cement yourself into a team, you know, is you go and bang home three goals. So, exactly. I love the yeah. fact the youngest ever hat trick score for Chelsea is an American. So that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, really cool for us. And I'm not sure if all the, um, the world listeners uh, to the podcast will understand kind of the overreaction the past month of American soccer media of, Oh, Christian Pulisic, he's falling out of favor. Is he going to have to, and, and ourselves, we fell uh, victim to this too. We're like talking about who's he going to get loaned out to, and now there's a zero percent chance of that happening. It's almost like yeah, he, he pull a stick to Newcastle for the loan, <laughs> pull a stick to Real Madrid after a hat right. like that. So no, I think yeah. it. I think it's really you know it's really um, that yeah, it's really cool to have an American at, at such a big club and. Um, I really do. I think Lampard values him a lot. I mean, I think that, you know, he thinks that he's going to be a big part of the club for years to come. Yeah. And so I think what, I mean, we're getting at, we got into this kind of the two natural big stories from the weekend were Leicester thrashing Southampton. Vardy has become now the top point getter of all FPL assets. Um, and a lot of other players, obviously, pad in their stats with that. I also see Perez um, kind of finally picking it up. Uh, got a hat trick, too. A lot of people were upset with him beginning of the season. Seems like um, that when that first one went in, uh, you want to talk about floodgates opening. Uh, two more right after that hat trick um, on his first goal-scoring day for the club. Um, and then the other big story, I'd say, I mean, I I can't really say that we're that much by like that biased in saying that the Pulisic hat trick is a big story, even though we're Americans. I mean, he's the youngest goal scorer in Chelsea, uh, youngest hat trick goal scorer in Chelsea history. Those are the two big stories, and kind of stemming from that, um, we all know that a lot of FBL owners will have three Liverpool assets, maybe three Manchester City assets, you know, one or the other. But now I think with this top four kind of being set in stone right now, I'm not saying set in stone for the rest of the year, but it's pretty much clear cut that the four teams that we're talking about are the top four teams in the league right now. Um, You know, it takes a few weeks to play out. And I think after week 10, more than a quarter of the way through the season, uh, we can see that. Um, now you got to start looking at Chelsea. They have probably three assets that you could fit into your team. 
And yeah. same thing with Lester. So I'm wondering for you, Sean, um, one, I guess, do you have how many Lester and do you have your lineup pulled up right now? Yeah. How many Lester and Chelsea assets do you have in your lineup? All right. Well, in my starting lineup, I just have Chags in the back, Madison and Vardy. Um, and then I have from Chelsea, I have Mountain CHO. Um, and then on the bench? Have, no, on the starting lineup. Oh. And then okay. on the bench. So, so that's five? Yeah, five total between the two. And then I have Tammy on my bench, but I will certainly be playing him this game week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for me, I have uh, Pereira at the back, and then I have Mount and CHO in the middle. And then, breaking news, I brought in Madison this week Smart. Um, in the midfield. And uh, for those of you who didn't listen, we uh, Jake and I did a wild card last week. Sean took a 12-point. You, you took a 12-point hit, right, Sean? Yeah. So I was looking, I'm looking at the league and you absolutely just vaulted up the leaderboard. You had a huge week, but I was like, is that even with the 12 point hit? That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, so big week for you. I'll get into that in a little bit, but um, brought in Madison um, so that touching on the, on the wild card uh, episode last week, sorry, jumping around, um, freed up a ton of cash. So I had like, I don't know, six million or something like that. I offloaded like Sterling, Son. Uh basically the the theory behind that was these premium assets aren't really doing it for us. Um let's yeah. go with some like six to eight million dollar assets that we know are gonna play. They're gonna get consistently decent returns, and then maybe we can make some captain gambles from week to week and with a huge chunk of cash on hand we can bring in somebody um, who we think might have a big week um, pretty much whenever we want and so what I did is I, I had Triore and I um, I think I had him on the bench last week yeah I had him on the bench uh, Tri- Adama Triore of Wolves um, yeah. got rid of him and then I just brought in Madison this week so um, it's looking like my midfield is going to be KDB Mount CHO, like I said, for Chelsea, and then Madison, uh, gonna go 4 4 2. And then I have Abraham up top, I'm gonna have him up top with Lacazette. Um, so I've got five uh Chelsea and Leicester players, um, between uh those two teams that we're talking about here. And you know, you look at Leicester, um, 400,000 uh owners brought in. Party this week. Um, he is the highest transferred in player. It's almost up to 450,000 now that you check it again. Uh, yeah. Chilwell is the second most transferred in, 250,000. Uh, Iozzi Perez, like we said, 120,000 transferred in. He's the third most. And then you got KDB in fourth. And then another Leicester player, top five most transferred in. Kielemans, uh, over 100,000 owners transferring them in so you're looking at like one two three four five six you're looking at seven 
I mean, I could realistically see you bringing in like seven Leicester players, uh, one of seven Leicester players into this lineup. Um, Cause you go all the way down to, you know, Schmeichel even. Uh, Barnes. Yeah. Barnes, Harvey Barnes, exactly. uh, Ricardo, Chilwell, you know, Chags is a big one. I mean, Johnny Evans, go out on a limb uh, if you'd like. I mean, you know, Wilfred and Didi's, I guess, the only one you really wouldn't bring in just because he plays as a six. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, it's just how, you know, how popular these assets could be, and they're all really cheap. You know, at yeah. this point, I if mean, you have Pookie in your team and you don't have Vardy, that's just dumb. dumb. You're so that's dumb. That's so stupid. Vardy You're scores so against anyone. Yep. Exactly. It, so it's like, you know, it, that's the big thing with these assets is, look, I have Mane in my team, um, and I think he'll get some good returns. He got, got me an assist last week, so, you know, it's not too bad. Um, but, I mean, one. So un, It's so uninspiring. Yeah. You know? like, it's if like, you have Salah and you don't have Mount, what are you thinking? I mean, seriously. So, yeah. Salah is just not Salah is not electric. I mean, no. it's it's so easy to pick these guys. I mean, we talked about it last week. These premium guys, they get so overhyped. Like, I guess over the long term, they do produce. But if I want to be proud of my team, I don't want these. They're they're not getting me. They're not getting me excited. It's uh, it's it, they're uninspiring. And when I look at Leicester, I look at these fixtures. I mean, I mean, into the middle of December, they're gonna run roughshod over these teams. You ready for this? Yeah. Yep. Crystal Palace away coming up. Then they got Arsenal at home. I think they're gonna. They're, I think they're Four gonna hammer hell. Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a big one. Ah, wow, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be good. Um, Brighton away, Everton at home, Watford at home, Villa away, Norwich at home. And then they play Man City December twenty first. So I think you're, yeah, you got to be you got to be smart to be bringing in probably three Leicester assets at this point because they're gonna they're gonna be producing big time. Yeah. And so I guess um, I already forgot you have you have three right? Yep. Okay. So if you could like redo it, or if you didn't have a budget or whatever. Who would be your top three that you think you'd want to get in your team if they diff- if they even differ from who you already have? Yeah, I mean, I think for sure I'd have Vardy and Madison in my team. Yeah, um, and then I would bring in probably Ricardo, just because yep. he gets so many returns. I mean, like even just watching him, like. You can look at the stats, yeah, but just watching him play, I mean, he's he's got to be like behind like TAA Robertson. Maybe I don't. I think he's probably better than Aria. Um, I mean, oh yeah, he's got to be one of the top five outside backs in the prem. And he's like, and the thing is about Chilwell is I wouldn't get too excited about him. I mean, I, I think he's a great player. Do not get me wrong. I mean, I was one of the first people who said it, but. I, I was gonna say, yeah, you. you it's not real. He's not gonna be the bringing first like two weeks. Yeah, 
I mean, he's he's not going to be bringing in like massive points every week, but I think that you know he showed in that game that he can he can he can swing some balls in, and he's he's dangerous on the cross. You know, he's such he's so fit and such a good defender that you know he's he's he he is an asset in that sense. But I think in terms of like if you want a defender who will reliably like get you a goal like every four games, five games. I mean, I would I would bet Ricardo. So I would say, yeah, Vardy, Madison, Ricardo, um, and then after that, probably after that, pro- I'd probably say Barnes. Okay. Uh, just with the way he's been playing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for me, uh, I, I agree. Vardy and Madison are the top two, um, and then. For me, that third spot is between Ricardo, Chilwell, and now even Iozzi Perez. I think Perez will probably, now that he's off the mark, I mean, that does a world of good for a goal scorer. We all know that. Um, So I think he's probably, I mean, I think as after he scored his second goal, or maybe it was after the hat trick, I said 15 goal season. Yeah, he's he's pretty much locked in for a 15 goal season right now. I don't think Barnes is gonna score 15 goals. Um, I don't know anybody else who will score 15 goals. Um, besides, yeah, I mean, I don't think Tielemans will. Yeah, like I think Tielemans and Chilwell, like that's premature to, you know, like I like bringing them. Hey, like they they've obviously proven themselves, and I I think they're great players. But I think, yeah, I think if you're going to go with someone else, I mean, Iozzi, and I think Barnes, like, you, do you see how high he plays? Like, he is he is very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, he gets a lot of shots off, and um, he's he's very creative, you know, hardworking player. So, yeah, you can't go wrong with Iozzi, though, now, I think. Even before, I mean, the past few game weeks, he's really been picking up his play. And that's just, you know, as a Leicester fan, that's just, that made me, it's been making me happy. Um, because he was a dot at the beginning of the season, you know. I mean, he, yeah, he was Mister Mister uh, Stink shit for. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I think Jake. Maybe I even said it at one point. Like he's completely turned his game around, so it'll be exciting to see what he does uh, in, in these coming match weeks. Yeah, and I think if you look at Tielemans, he's at six and a half million right now, and Perez is at six point one. So I think it, it's it's an easy pick if you're going head to head there uh, to pick Perez um, around that six point one range. Though you have Hudson Adoy at six, um, which is a a good one, um, and then you know you got players like McGinn, uh, Barnes at five point nine, McGinn's at five point eight. Um, so Perez definitely shown some upside in that right around $6 million peer group um, that if you need somebody like that, I think he's a, uh, a solid one to, to throw in there. We'll see how they do against uh, Crystal Palace this week. Um, that'll yeah. be, you know, they're, they're pretty tough to break down, but um, you know, they've shown their deficiencies this season. So we'll see that lesser definitely one to watch. Um, and then, I guess we'll stick with, I mean, first half hour of the pod here, we're just rolling Leicester and Chelsea all day here. And um, 
I don't know. Did you have anything else for Leicester before I uh, touch on Chelsea a little bit more? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah. So with Chelsea, we talked about the Pulisic hat trick. Um, and in that game, uh, Callum hudson Doy started on the bench. Um, and then it was Abraham up top. And then it was Mount, Willian, and Pulisic in that three-man kind of attacking midfield in that 4-2-3-1 that they're running. So um, or you can call it a couple different things, but that's what I'm going to call it, 4-2-3-1. Um, that three-man attacking midfield, pool of six, CHO, Willian. Um, and moving forward, we're seeing a little bit – or sorry, I said CHO. I'm, I'm CHO is on the bench. Uh, Mount was starting. But we're seeing a little bit of a uh, midfield merry-go-round with um, Lampard, similar to what um, Shades of – Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I was about um, to say, Lampard. <laughs> right. And so that's the thing is, you know, we have this surplus of really talented um, Chelsea midfielders who are scoring a lot of goals, but now we're running into, okay, well, who's going to start? Who's going to play? You know, are they going to rest? Because Chelsea just played Manchester United today in the League Cup, and Willian didn't even make the uh, match day squad. So it looks like he'll probably start on, um, what is it, Saturday? On Saturday uh, against Watford, um, Pulisic and hudson Adoy started today with, I think it was Pedro, I believe. Um, yeah. And then Mount on the came off the bench. Um, yeah. I think he made a substitute appearance. So... A li- and uh, Pedro wasn't really in the equation like three weeks ago. He was injured, but he's back now. So there's another midfielder to throw into the equation. So, if, you know, let's let's do this again. You can only have three Chelsea players. Um, I think you said you have two. Do you have two or do you have three? No, I have three. Okay. And there was, what is it, Tamori? No, so on my – if we're talking – we're talking draft. I I only have Tamori, but um, in my oh yeah, I got I got to my bad. Yeah, so who do you no, yeah on your FBL FBL team? So my FBL, I have Tammy Cho and Mount. Okay, so we have the set. We have the same there. Yeah, um, I think you can't. I mean, if you don't mind me just saying, so I don't think you can yeah. go wrong with Tammy and Mount. I think that's a no. staple for Chelsea for sure. Yeah. I don't. I mean, dude. Like, so here's the thing. What I was gonna say. I, Mount. I'm starting to feel like, and even with, I mean, Abraham. He's been playing every every dang game, but Bachwai is starting to get a little bit more playing time. He scored tonight. Um, yeah. So I'm getting a li- honestly a little bit nervous. And I said it. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. I think long-term, I'm still a little bit worried about Abraham. And honestly, I think you're starting to see it like the past couple games where you're seeing a lot of frustration. I know in the Newcastle game, you know, there's like the meme going around of him just acting stunned how he didn't score. He's had a couple chance uh, chances go awry on him. Um, Pulisic scoring a hat trick. Hudson-Odoi getting um, 
getting involved now as a as a raw goal scorer that he is um you got to be a killer and you got to want to always score there's got to be something like deep inside of you that's a little bit upset that other guys are scoring Um, yeah so i don't know if that's going to be a motivating factor for him um i don't know if he's going to get worn out um if he's going to get frustrated at all and i don't know if lampard is going to maybe do a little rotation I know Giroux got in the game. Um, uh, on uh, did, didn't he? On uh, Friday or uh, Saturday? Giroux did. Yeah. He, yeah. So I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to worry a little bit about this rotation. But um, obviously, I think Abraham is a must-have, and about forty percent. Oh no, almost fifty percent of. Um, FPL owners believe the same. Uh, what's his TSB at right now? 46.1. So that's that's the thing that's a little ridiculous in my mind. It's like I want to stay away from the whole template ordeal with everybody picking the same player. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't deny his, his production. Um, but it just so happens that he's only scored one goal the past five games. Um, yeah. so I don't know if Bachwa is going to get a look. Um, and then this midfield merry-go-round, I think it would be, it would be advantageous for us to take a look at who are the three that you would pick going forward if you had to wipe the slate clean, um, and you didn't have any budgetary restrictions or anything like that. Well, I mean, you know, for me, I think I would just stay with Mount and Tammy and I'd bring in, I honestly, I think I would bring in Pulisic. Okay. I, I, I think that he is going to start to put some real results together. Now that may not equate to him starting all the time, but even when he doesn't start, he still will manage an assist. Like he's done that multiple times. This, this, um, this season Um, I think his first game he came off the bench with an assist he did it uh, not this past game week but the the one before that and then he did it another time so I think that um, yeah I think I think he's going to be a point getter not necessarily he's going to play every minute of the game uh, but I think just long term I think I think Christian will will be um, a solid go-to for those kind of assist points and so what do you think about – I know you have Tamori in your draft side. Yeah. Um, what do you think about potentially – and just recently too, um, I almost said Adairson. Um, what's his name? Uh, Emerson. Emerson. Yeah. He's back. Uh, looks like he's healthy. He's at $5.5 million. His TSB is now below 1%. That's a player who can get forward. Um He's what is he? Is he a right back? Do you know? Is he a left uh, back? He's a, le- he's a left back. So that would be Alonzo's spot, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I've liked what I've seen from Alonzo. Um, yeah, he's been playing over, overlapping a ton. Um, and I think, you know, what do you think about Chelsea's defenders? Um, 
maybe look to bring one of them in at some point. I mean, you're looking at Alonzo. Um, he's at 6.3. Uh, and then Tamori, the budget pick at 4.8. Um, would you sacrifice uh, losing any attacking frills with you know, their midfield or Abraham to bring in a defender and try and get some maybe differential points there? Um, looks like Alonzo is at right around 4% as well. Seems like a lot of them are hovering around about 4% uh, hudson Adoy Pulisic too. So um, Tamori looks like he's becoming a little bit more popular, 7%. Um, but there's much to be desired at the back too, no? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there is. I think, I think the problem is I just don't believe that Chelsea can, you know, keep a shutout. Um, and that's really like obviously your points from from defenders will come from goals um, and assists. Like that's where you really will will get the bang for your buck with those kind of players. But like that being said, like why wouldn't I just go by Ricardo or Chilwell? You know, like I I don't think that they I don't think that Alonso or Emerson are as good. I think Tamori is is okay from a shutout standpoint, um, but I don't. I, I'm not confident enough in Chelsea's back line for them to be my go-to picks for defenders. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. Um, I've, I've thought about it a little bit, but not right now. Um, I'd like to see with, uh, you've got Reese James, who's now yeah. fully healthy. He's been coming in and out, and then we're going to have Emerson coming in. So things are going to kind of shake up back there. I'd like and you to have see... Loftus Cheek that right? is right. out. I mean, like this Chelsea team. And how about, below. And how about um, Rudiger? Yeah. What's his deal? When's he coming? It looks like he's lack been, of match fitness, unknown return. He, he hasn't day. been fit for what? He played in like one game. He played one half against Wolves. Yeah, and so I mean, like I would never have Zuma in my lineup. I just think he's <laughs> no. I don't. No. I mean, we've already gone over this. Like he's. He's just shite from uh, an FPL perspective. But I think Tamori, I mean, if they can start to prove that they can keep clean sheets, like, I think he is a good investment. And maybe Keppa. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Keeper goes. I don't, I you know, I haven't really been, like, I don't think your, your keeper matters that much. I think it's almost no. better to go with someone, like a mid-tier that might just get a lot of saves, like a Nick Pope or Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson um, all the way. Pope's yeah. been struggling. Yeah, I mean Burnley just hasn't been uh, as is on form, um, right? As they were towards the beginning of the season, um, which has been interesting to see. You know, I like that. I thought I would have thought that that would have been a much closer game between Chelsea and Burnley, um, but I, Barnes just hasn't been scoring as much, and you know they've been conceding goals, whereas they used to be kind of like this you know, Brighton-esque, like, team that could slog out, like, a, you know, a, uh, that could, you know, try and at least keep a clean sheet. Uh, right. But now, I mean, I don't know. So, yeah, Henderson for sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't think, like, I don't think it's a bet right now to, um, to, to really pursue, to seriously pursue in your, in your FPL team, unless you have that prerogative. Um, any Chelsea uh, 
defenders, I think, you know, you're you're better off suited going with, you know, if you're looking for an attacking defender, you know, go with obviously the TAAs, the Robertsons, you know, go for Chilwell, um, go for Ricardo, go for Lundstrom. Honestly, the guy I have in my FPL team, and I, you know, he's he's pretty good if you've watched him play, is um, and he's at three point three percent, so not like he's pretty low. Uh, is Doherty Matt Doherty? Yeah, he's a great attacking outside back. He does, he does, he does get forward, and uh, Wolves uh, drew with my 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 boys uh, Newcastle this past weekend, and, and uh, you know those um, when they have those uh, wing backs overlapping for Wolves. Um, they get those defenders forward. Yeah, it is pretty dangerous. So um, definitely might look at that in the future. Um, but I think to kind of round this out, it's good to see um, pretty reliable players from Chelsea and Leicester kind of emerge um, other than the usual like Liverpool and Man City and Harry Kane and Son. You know, some of these players have been yeah. lackluster, um, uninspiring, like we've said. It's good to see that Chelsea, Leicester assets are kind of coming through, and there's something to be desired there other than from the big teams. And it's kind of funny to not consider Chelsea a big team <laughs> right now because um, the whole transfer ban thing and uh, all the youth coming through. But, no, good to see. And especially amidst just a, a crazy this is a stat that Jake threw in our it was a tweet from FPL Dave uh, he threw in our group chat it was yesterday uh, or maybe it was last night um, but that was the last three weeks Liverpool have scored five goals and they haven't lost if you doubled up and put Brent Alexander-Arnold and uh, Robertson and your team for $13.2 million. You got 18 points combined over the last three weeks. And then it says, Watford have been utter shite. And for $6 million, a Cathcart and Yanmat double up would have got you 42 points. That is unbelievable. Yeah. What a stat. Um, and then he says, and you would have had uh, 5 million to spare to have wasted on uh, Sergio Aguero. Yeah. He just apparently doesn't even play anymore. But for in the league cup, he starts and scores like two goals. Well, but not yeah. the premier league, I guess. I'll tell you what, I, that's good for me because I don't have any of those players. I mean, my, that's why I think, honestly, Ryan, my draft league, I mean, I'll just say it now. Like, this is impressive. I'm so proud of this. Um, oh, yeah. You got it. You I, my team has been draft. utter shite. I had 91 points in a draft league. So, no triple yeah. captain, no captain. No captain. <laughs> 91 points. Schmeichel, seven. Chilwell. No, yeah. Rico, five. Pereira, six. Gross, seven. Yarmolenko, eight. 
St. Maximin, two. Danny James, six. Obama Yang, two. Mal Pate, nine. Barty, 20. Then bench, Felipe Anderson, three. Fredericks didn't play, and Tamori had one. So, yeah. I mean, near perfect just because of, you know, it's obviously a lucky week, but still, like, none of those assets except for Vardy and Obama Yang, like, who would think of it, including any of those on a top tier? Like, those would be your first choice. You know, right. maybe. Maybe Yarmolenko. I don't think Danny James anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. these are well, all. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean these yeah, guys. If you want to get after after you're done touching on your team, I think we should maybe touch on Manchester United a little bit. Yeah, but you know, just like we were saying, I mean, like those are the players that are going to get you points. Like Diego Rico. I mean, who's heard of him? You know, I have. Here's why. <laughs> In the you games, brought him in. You were hyping him up. In the games he's played, so what would that be? He's only played in six games because he, he was out with injury. But on the in the games he's played, four of those six, he's got five points or more. One of them was an eight point where he was the top bonus point winner, and he takes all their free kicks in corners, and he's got a crazy left foot. Like, those are the guys you need to get. You don't be don't be wasting your time with Serge Aurier, who sucks. Oh yeah, he's it was a waste. He had one good game, and bring in someone else. Bring in Ricardo. You know. Yep. Change it up. Do your have some fun with it. Don't be a cookie cutter. Yeah, it's not fun. I mean, it's not no. fun. Like, no, just and you know what? It's just helped, and I touched on it again last week. It's just. Now that we're 10 weeks through the season, I've seen enough of these teams. I've watched them that I can just pretty much do the eye test. Like, okay, I don't need to be looking at all these stats and these spreadsheets on these guys. I can say, you know, who gets forward? Uh, you know who's pretty threatening? These guys. And these are yeah. guys who I want on my team. Um, and that's what I'm just going to do going forward. Uh, you know, and it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more enjoyable. Um, like when I have a bad week, like I had this past week, um, below average, I've now had three out of our six weeks that we've been playing. This have been below average, but you know, it was better to have these guys in my team and I'm excited for this week. Um, but going back to Manchester United, um, looked a little bit better at the weekend against Norwich three, one win. They looked yep. pretty Pretty dominant there. Um, Martial's back, so they have that front three of Rashford, Martial, and Danny James. Um, starting to think that maybe um, this Manchester United team has got a little fire uh, lit under them now that Martial's back a little bit more. Um, a little bit more chemistry up top. Yeah. Uh, we saw, you know, the week prior to that against Liverpool, they looked... Um, they look pretty decent as well with that draw. Um, so what do you think? Do you think maybe Martial's worth biting on or uh, you sticking with Danny James or even uh, going to maybe thinking about going to Rashford? He scored a, an absolute screamer um, today right. in the, in the yeah. league cup. Yeah. So I don't no, know. That was... They're now on the table. Yeah. I Hey, look, I mean, I think that, 
yeah, those three players that you had mentioned are solid assets to have. And I would gamble, I'd gamble with all of them, to be honest with you. I think it's worth getting them in your team. Um, but yeah, I mean, this isn't the Manchester United who got beat 2 0 by West Ham and got no. beat 2 1 by Crystal Palace. I mean, they have good players, but just most of them are out. And without Martial and Without a hot Martial and without a hot Rashford, or healthy Martial, hot Rashford, you know, their attacking threats are completely neutralized. I mean, Danny James is not a player that can work by himself to score goals. You know, he's a crosser or he can get in, you know, he can make a big overlapping run and maybe get something on, you know, a a through ball or something. And he's got a good shot like that. That's just not, you know, that's not how he's going to score. You know, Rashford, obviously, world-class player. I think Martial is, too. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's time to start talking about, like, maybe it's time to get some Manchester United assets back. I mean, I've been happy. Danny James has got me uh, 12 points in the last two game weeks um, just from assists, you know. So, um, you know, that's ultimately what it'll take anyway to, to win matches. So, um I, you know, I, I do, I feel for United just because they had such a bad start to the season. I don't really like them as a club, um, but it is refreshing to see um, without drama queen Paul Pogba in the middle. <laughs> nice to see them having some success with Scott McTominay, who's an absolute oh, yeah. workhorse. And yeah, he's been he's been grafting. He's a uh, he's a he's a grinder. He's a uh, he's a bit of a player. So. No, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm now. I'm. I'm. I'm a bit bullish on Manchester United. Um, gonna wait a little bit, you know, just to um, see the next couple of weeks to see if they can keep it together. Um, you know, they got Bournemouth away this week, but then they got um, next three games after that. They should uh, be able to pick up some points, get some goals. Brighton at home, Sheffield away, Villa at home. So opportunities there. Still not confident in them, but um, uh, a little bit more optimistic than I was, you know, a couple weeks ago when we were just absolutely roasting them. August, two nil, two nil the what uh, against West Ham, one nil against Newcastle. Tough ones there, but uh, yeah. seems like they might be turning the corner. And then having to do with that as well, uh, Norwich just another week of getting pounded. So I mean, you mentioned Pookie. Pookie party over. It's it's over. Yeah, it it's and, over. And even, the can't, even the Cantwell party. I mean, we nope. get it. He's Ow. four point eight million, but come on, just find someone to, better. Time to take a height. But, yeah. Like honestly, look for someone better. I I think he's just not gonna score anymore. Like who scored their goal against United? It was um some guy I'd never even heard of. I think he was a Spanish guy. Yeah, I mean, just one of their randoms. Like, I mean, look at these. 3-1, nil-nil against Bournemouth. 5-1 loss at home to Villa. 2-0 to Crystal Palace. 2-0 to Burnley. And then they beat Man City. That's the highlight of their season. They will probably finish. I honestly think Watford will beat them. Oh, yeah, Norwich is getting relegated. Yeah. Pookie party's over. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm happy I, I was always on the Vardy party train. So Pookie, 
Cantwell. Maybe some of you had Buendia. Worthless. <laughs> yeah, I think with... So you want to talk about like looking at price range. McTominay's at 5-1, you know, compared to Cantwell at 4-8. You can get Tri- Adama Traore at 5-1, too. Uh, you yep. can get Ndidi at 5. So there's you can get some players for um, around Cantwell's price. Um, even like you know, like Guendouzi, you know, yeah. he plays every game. And he's a little bit rash, you know, he can get yellow cards, but he does get involved in that attack. And Arsenal yeah. does, they are on the front foot um, a decent amount. So I'd honestly be more confident in Guendouzi getting points than Cantwell at this point. Um, but yeah, Norwich for me is, is, is trash. So um, wrapping up the weekend, I uh, mentioned Arsenal. 2-2 draw. They just they just struggle, continue to struggle. Go yep. up 2-0 early on Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace storms back. Uh, Arsenal fought. They scored a game winner. Uh, Socrates brought back. 2-2 draw. And um, I think we're starting to see, uh, you know, what I've been saying. This is just a team that, that deep down they stink. All their games are too close games that they've won games that they've drawn that they should have lost. Um, I think might be catching up to them a little bit. Uh, we'll see moving forward. Uh, they got wolves this weekend, which I think could be another tough one. Um, so I don't know. What's your, what's your take on, on Arsenal? Lacazette came back uh, this past week. Uh, Aubameyang has struggled a little bit. Uh, yeah. That three games now in a row with no goals. Yeah, nothing. I mean, I think, I think Aubameyang is, you know, he's I have in my draft league, and he just has so much talent, you can't get rid of him. But at oh this yeah, point, in a draft in a draft league, you can't get rid of him. At this point, though, if he's in your your uh, FPL team, I mean, I'd look other options if he doesn't score this week. You know, Wolves don't have a great back line, um, so I. I think the only real shining gem in that team is Lacazette. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's a great point getter. I don't think Aubameyang is completely yet. Four weeks ago, I would have said he's the best, one of the best forwards. Now, you, I mean, you, if you want that title, you've got to be scoring at every game or every other game. You know, yeah, he's just not doing that. But let me go through this team because they are just. They look rough. I mean, Tierney. <laughs> I mean, that that's interesting. He, like, yeah, he has upside. He has upside. Yeah, he just, I mean, what for is now he's gonna have to prove game. himself. Right, right. I don't think he's like. I we just went through all the other outside backs that are good. You know, Socrates, like, way too many yellow cards. Reckless player. Somehow, how much does it say about your squad? When freaking your two center backs scored your goals, yeah, exactly. worthless. David Luiz worthless. Ceballos uh, completely worthless. Nothing. Yeah, isn't that sad? He's isn't that sad weak. though? Yeah, he does not have the stamina. Beginning of the yeah, beginning the of the season, reality. we said you know this Arsenal team was struggling, but when Ceballos came in there. 
He was creative. Um, and you just want to talk about some of the potential. And once again, you know, as you go through this, how about Mezzarozzo? Just still, still sitting on the bench. No, not even on the bench. No, not even. He's staying at home. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so. he's getting he's getting subbed off in the Carabao Cup. That is embarrassing. Ozil should go play at a team where you can get some minutes because he's still got game left in him. Oh yeah. He, I, I think if he doesn't get if he doesn't get transferred out in January, I will be stunned. Because there's gotta be something going on that he's not playing because he's he's you know, he was once world class, he still might be, you know, he's still got something in the tank. And you know, he's making like an absorbent amount of money per week that they're just draining um, Arsenal's income statement every week. So get him off the books, ship him out, um, get a little chunk of change for him. But that sucks too, that, to see him on the bench. Yeah, but look at this. This midfield is one of the most pathetic midfields in the Prem. And that's Ceballos, Nicolas Pepe, who is, I think, probably per per uh, pound spent, per euro spent or whatever, pound. He is, I think, probably the worst. I mean, he, he doesn't even make it attempt. Like, at least, like, we can get into St. Maximin. Like, at least St. Maximin is going towards the goal. And as in his, he's far more creative, probably faster. You know, and his final product isn't that great yet, but at least he shows potential. I mean, Nicolas Pepe has been giving, been given unlimited opportunities, and he's all he's done is score a PK, and then he scored in Europa League, scored two goals, but that means nothing. So, yep. And then Guendouzi, I mean, he's a good talent, but he's he won't get any points. And then Granite Shaka, their captain. Oh, here we go. Telling the fans to f off after you get sub subbed off in the sixty first minute. How embarrassing! Well, I mean, he throws, takes the armband off. So first of all, he's the captain. The players voted him the captain. Yeah. One, I don't get. I don't get that. I, I just don't. I don't get it. The guy's a basket case. We talked about it before. Yeah. But rips the armband off. Throws it on the ground, like in the general direction of Aubameyang, I think it was. Comes off, he, he walking. The, the crowd starts cheering that he's going off, and then they start booing because he's walking and not moving off fast enough. Then yeah. he kind of like raises his arms to kind of like pump up, like let me hear you more. Then he cuffs his. Hand, uh, hand to his ear, um, then obviously telling him to f off, and then he kind of like gave uh, Emery the psych like handshake thing where he doesn't really like hit him, yeah. and then just rips off the jersey, goes straight into the locker room. Absolutely, it was it was pretty disgraceful. Um, you know, you, you know, you can argue about you know should he be ta- be taken off. You know, should he not have still, man? I mean, come on, like grow up, just get to the bench and, um, you know, throw a little temper tantrum to yourself. Don't make a big spectacle of it. I'd, I'd be surprised if he, um, 
if he plays this this weekend. I don't know. He, he wasn't in the team today, was he, against uh, Liverpool? No. no. I mean, to be honest with you, and I, I know I just I'll probably, you know, it's kind of hypocritical now that I said it, but um, the player that I think may have some potential with them is Gabriel Martinelli. Oh, yeah, didn't he He's score? He's been consistently scoring goals. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's 18. So, young talent. But once again, I like, this team is just, I, this is why I love to see them doing poorly. Because it's like these guys, like Mel, <laughs> um, Torreira, like Shaka, Ceballos. Tyranny, like all these overhyped David Luiz, all these overhyped guys, and they're just getting pummeled. And Leicester, <laughs> teams like that, Wolves, like raw, class, like hardworking, underrated. I love it. Brighton, are you telling me you like Pepe and Malpe? No comparison. Malpe. Like, I love, that's what I love. And this is what we just. I think I took the bait at the beginning of the season. And I'm like, all right, my FPL team, I need some stars on it. Now, oh yeah, everybody perfectly does. content putting two Brighton players in my lineup. Or two Wolves. Oh, yeah. Or two yeah. Sheffield. You want to talk about Hart? Man. Oh, yeah. Arsenal has so many problems. And that kind of it makes me a little bit happy. <laughs> well, you know, you want to talk about... Um, just that segueing all over the place. Love it here. Into Brighton, 3-2 victory over Everton. You want to talk about having two players in your Brighton side. You brought in Pascal Gross um, into your draft side. And yep. a little stat for you. He's created the fourth most chances of any player in the Premier League this entire season uh, yeah. for the first 10 games. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, uh, on the score sheet um, this past weekend against Everton, uh, Everton's woes continue. Um, Maupai, who uh, I believe I had as my Mr. Budget last week for the goal. Yep. Um, and then you had just great predictions all over the place. You had Party as Mr. Premium, Patrick, not a big deal. Um, but Brighton, big result, 3-2. Uh, Late over Everton. Everton's woes continue, as I said. Um, thoughts on that one? Thoughts on? Uh, I know you already touched on Brighton a little bit, but how about Everton? I mean, what a what a fall from from I won't say I mean a fall from grace, but geez, what a horrid start to the season for them. Yeah, I mean, this was a team that I thought had some some real potential. Um, I like, I mean, and that rests on once again overhyped players. Like Moise Keen, I don't think he's in the team at all anymore. Uh, That's isn't that a tough break? I mean, he's got a ton of potential too. Yeah, I mean he's but he's nineteen. Like he's just not he's just not there. You know, Gilfie is not getting regular playing time. Um, Bernard, I mean they're like I'm going through like the roster. Like their midfield is is okay, I guess. I mean Walcott's got some pace. Wobie's a, a pretty good player. Um, then Andre Gomez, Tom Davies. I mean, eh. Luke, I mean, they're just... 
I think they just don't play well, and I think their defense is what's most disappointing because that's supposed to be their strong suit. We talked about Genia and Keane and Seamus Coleman and all these players that really seem to just be, I mean, they're just names on a sheet now, you know? Yep. And, you know, their highest point getter on the team is Richarlison at, and the the price point for him is ridiculous. He's at $7.9 million. I don't know who the hell would pay that. 6.5% of uh, managers have um, 44 points this season, so averaging 4.4 a game, but that's wildly inflated by uh, a 15-point game where he scored... Yeah, where he scored two goals in game week four against Wolves. Other than that, the highest he's had have been six-point and five-point days the past two weeks, um, yep. respectively. Other than that, it's been, you know, two, 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 four, two, three, three. Um, just no production out of this out of this team. Really, another uninspiring one. Team that has potential that's just not not really putting it together on the pitch. So well, once again, staying away from them. I mean, I feel like we touch on it every week. Stay away. I mean, there's just no point. Yeah. And I mean, I'm looking at some of these results and we're not, we're over an hour through here. So we're going to have to try and crank through our game picks and our uh, men of the week, but um, still a couple more results here. Watford nil, Bournemouth nil, Bournemouth blanked in a nil, nil draw. Two yeah. weeks in a row. Calm Wilson. People transferring him out this week. Blanked against Norwich and Watford. You've been a proponent of Calm Wilson as a captain. Yep. Thoughts on him past two weeks. I'm still going to keep him in my team. I think, I, I honestly, like, that to me is just, like, a problem with, uh, like, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be more, um, I think Bright, or I think Bournemouth shows, will show more promise. Um, I think, you know, just two nil-nils is obviously just you're not getting your chances. And I think those are – you're not – you're not you're just not – yeah, you're not getting your chances, not scoring goals. I think that that'll come. I, I would – here's what I would do, is, and this is what I'm going to do – this is what I'm doing, is I'm just going to play my three-five-two in my FPL group and yep. just put Wilson on the bench for Tammy Abraham because I think he's good. I mean – he started like he's like Obama. I mean, he started off like a firecracker, and I think he's only like seven point two or seven point five um, million. So, um, I mean, I don't like I don't really see myself wanting to get rid of him too much. Um, that being said, I mean, two nil nil draws in a row. I guess that says something about their back line, which is is not bad. Um, and it's surprising those were their first two shutouts of the season. Um, which is kind of funny, but um, yeah, I think you know, I would I would keep your you know your, I would keep Josh King, I would keep Callum Wilson, um, give him a couple more weeks just to see how far this goes. Yeah, I mean, so just for your information, he's at eight million right now, so not okay. quite as cheap as you might have thought. But I mean, when you have an attacking return each of the first seven game weeks. It's like you can't keep that up for 38 game weeks in a row. So to have a fall off, uh, you know, of no attacking returns for you know, three weeks is like, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe excusable, 
but obviously not something you want to be want to be seeing. So um, yeah. I think a good move to maybe pull that three five two with Abraham and Vardy up top. They obviously are showing a little bit more promise. Um, and then I think finally, uh, <laughs> this is maybe the biggest match that was going on. Uh, well, it was supposed to be, but it kind of got overshadowed. Um, and that's Liverpool and Spurs. I guess it just kind of shows how uninterested we are with uh, either the top two teams in this league or um, all these these big teams that are underperforming. So, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on Spurs? Um, they're, they're lost. They're continuing to lose. Yeah, I mean, uh, once again... One. Once again, it just shows that they are, they're having a really tough time, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know how you break, I mean, you know, they played well against Liverpool. I, and I thought they, they were going to see the game out. Um, but they're just not, they've just got problems all over the field, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, Kane scored, he did what he, he does best. It's just, getting those tap-in goals. I think that they just need more out of, you know, some of their, their players through the midfield. Hyung-Ming Son and um, Lamella would be two I would think of. Lamella had a great start to the season, um, and he's just nowhere to be hear- heard from. You know, Christian Eriksen, world-class player. Yeah. He looks, it, it, he looks hi- like he's hiding on the pitch. Oh, yeah. he And that's the thing. is I don't think anything's going to change with this team. Erickson doesn't want to play. You can just tell that he doesn't want to play. Um, yeah. I think I think Spurs are, are a bit doomed. Um, I honestly could see him, like, looming around eighth place come December. Um, you know, they've obviously got the talent there that'll get you go- some goals, that'll get you some wins. Um, but really, uh, I don't see a lot of goals coming from this team. Um no. The final product really isn't there. You know, Harry Kane can only poach so many goals a season. Um, and, you know, Son's a, a fantastic talent, but uh, had a huge miss that he could have, um, that would have drawn the uh, the game in the end for him, that he just, uh, I, don't, I don't think he hit the crossbar. Uh, but, um, like I said, yeah. Just the talents there, but I don't see it coming together at all until these guys show that they want to play and that they care. And then I don't think they're gonna. Um, so no confidence in Tottenham uh, sitting in 11th right now. Uh, three wins, three draws, four losses uh, through 10 games for them, which is a tough break uh, with, with how talented. with how talented that. Uh, that squad is, and then they're um, they're going to Everton uh, this weekend, so that should be a uh, uh, a nice toilet bowl of a matchup. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. I'm, I mean, look at this, Deli Ali. I mean, he's done nothing. Yeah, that's another one. That's another disappointing one. I mean, where where like Harry Winks has played almost. He's played. I think he started every game this season, and I mean, and nothing. And he plays as an eight. Like, have some. He can't even get an assist. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sissoko, 
done nothing. Um, I, I mean, I'm, you just look down the roster, and you can just see it's so lackluster. Um, yep. So I think they just don't have – right now, Who the teams that are having success are these pacey wingers in a 4-3-3 um, yep. formation, you know, like or a like Trey Ore. Yeah, yeah. I mean like a three five two with like wing backs. Right. You know, Danny yeah. James, Mount, Pulisic, Joe, Willian. I mean, completely overshadowing, you know, like Dele, Erickson, you know, like so I mean I don't yeah. know it's not a winger, but still, like Yeah. I think that's the way the game's trending too. They're not like <laughs> Playing through the middle isn't going to be – that's kind of gone by the wayside a, uh, a bit. It's a lot of bombing up the wings, overlapping. That's how these um, traditionally like mid-table to even bottom half of the table teams are starting to compete with these bigger teams. Uh, you can hit them on the counterattack with pace um, through the channels. So, um, yeah, Tottenham disappointing again and with that uh, almost a um, quarter of an hour after the hour mark here on the pod uh, I think that's good for a review of game week 10 excuse me uh, <clears throat> review of game week 10 now I, I say we should um, get into uh, our men of the week and a little bit of a preview for game week 11. Um, what do you say, Sean? Sounds good to me. All right. So I will start with our Mr. Premium. So who is going to be our uh, premium asset to watch this week? And I am going to go with Tammy Abraham uh, at Watford. He's at 7.8 million, just in around that premium range. I mean, it's still a pretty cheap value pick to, to have him in your team. You know, we talked about almost half manager, uh, half FPL managers having them in uh, their side. Um, great pick to have. Obviously, one goal last five games. Talked about the frustration that's there. Uh, I think he's due. I think he's due. Um, I might, you know, renege on this next week if he doesn't start and Bashwai comes in. Um, maybe that will play into the whole frustration thing. I'll actually go with that take. Um, but for this week, I think you play him, you hit him hard, you maybe even captain him um, and see him hopefully get back on the score sheet uh, because we've obviously seen it's there. And I think Chelsea is going to be able to go at this Watford team uh, and really, really take it to him. So go with Abraham for Mr. Premium this week. Yeah, sounds good. Um, and, you know, on a note that we had talked about, um, I'm going to go with Marcus Rashford as my Mr. Premium. All right. Yeah. So I think, I mean, we, we already touched on it. I think that this is a good opportunity for United to secure um, a, a win against a good team in Bournemouth. And I think that their, their main, um, you know, their main mode of scoring right now seems to be Rashford and he seems to be getting back into his form. So, um, yeah. Solid, solid pick. Um, so then I'll go to Mr. Budget. So on the other end of the spectrum here, um, 
this this one might be a bit of a a bit of a shock, a bit of going out on a limb here, but <laughs> it's an Arsenal player. So we are we just finished, you know, put, roasting them. Yeah. Uh, but four point four million dollars or mi- million pounds. Um, always make that mistake. Uh, defender playing at home against Wolves, one point six percent TSB it's Callum Chambers okay um, so I think this is a really cheap option uh, 4.4 million is basically free um, I think in an open game against a Wolves team that is going to be um, bombing up and down the pitch um, you know I was able to watch them as they played Newcastle um, Newcastle's wing backs really got really could get forward and really get involved um, Arsenal obviously doesn't play with um, three at the back or five at the back, but um, I think the outside backs can get forward. And, you know, I'm going on off of an eye test here too. Um, what I've seen from Arsenal is I, I've seen that Chambers can get involved. Um, and I think in an open game against Wolves, uh, I think he's got a chance to, to whip it across here for an assist or uh, even get involved uh, with a goal. So, um, I know it's a bit of a take, but uh, 4.4 million Callum Chambers is uh, Mr. Budget this week. Yeah, and I, I agree. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, when you talk about the Wolves and how they play, um, you know, it, it's, it seems like, I mean, Chambers has got a lot of potential to be one of those wing backs that just flies up and whips crosses mm-hmm. in. So I, I do agree with you there. Uh, but I'm going to kind of, you know, counter that. And, um, you know, I think just for what the potential you can get out of him, he would be a, you know, a budget player. Um, and we, we've talked about him already. Um, but I really like the way um, that he played against um, Newcastle. He almost scored, I think, about two or three times. Um, and that's Matt Doherty. Um, I All think right, that there you go. this is a guy I'm, I'm just completely getting behind. Um, I think his quality, even in the box, you know, he's not just fast. Like he's a, he's a quality player. He's very technical, um, and he can run for days. So I think that um, this is a guy that could seriously that in turn. I mean, we talk about it happening in the Wolves. This could happen to Arsenal too. Um, you know, yeah. they do not like a team that pressures you at all. I mean, you saw how Socrates freaking. Socrates, 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 <laughs> whatever you say, however you say it, you saw how yeah. flustered he got with De La Feu, Dole oh, Poe, and and um whoever uh who 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 else whoever uh, Watford plays with, you saw how flustered <laughs> he got then. Um, David Luiz and Socrates are just make mistakes like crazy. So I think that like a high pressing wing back, um. Like like Doherty could seriously um, cause them some problems. So I agree. I think this is going to be a good game. Going to be a, a fun one to watch. I think there will probably be over like five goals in this one. Um, yep. But I could also see Wolves like dominating. To be honest, because Arsenal really hasn't shown that they can uh, convert a ton of goals lately. So no good picks there for uh, in that game. Going now to our Mr. Surprise, 
uh, my surprise. It might not be a complete surprise to all, but seeing that he is coming back from injury and that his side has been underperforming for basically uh, 90% of the season, um, I'm going to go with Anthony Martial at 7.6 million, 4.6 TSB. Um, good differential there as he's coming back. I think, you know, we talked about it with Manchester United. They have the potential um, to really start scoring some goals here with that front three. They've looked a little bit better. Um, I think this weekend will be a, a nice test um, against a solid Bournemouth side. Um, but I think if you can get on Anthony Martial, get him in your side this week at a 4.6 TSB, get a solid differential if United can get a couple goals, get this front three involved, um, get a, get some returns now. I think that price is going to go up um, uh, in the in the coming weeks. Um, but, you know, even after Bournemouth this week, United's got a couple games, like I said, where they can where they can get some results. Um, and I think Martial will will surprise people because not a lot of people are um, are on him right now, uh, less than five percent. So um, I think a good pick and uh, could surprise people this week and then um, maybe over the next month. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so for my Mr. Surprise, um, it's unfortunate that he has a bad fixture this week. And I don't, I, I didn't, I certainly didn't think we'd be saying this, but I think playing Sheffield at home is a tough fixture. Um, yep. And I, I'm going to go with Dwight McNeil, um, the winger wow. from, uh, from Burnley. Um, he's scored, uh, he scored against Chelsea. Um, had an assist against Leicester, um, but he's had yeah he's had six games where he's put up more than um, you know the standard three points. Um, so I mean he pretty you know you can count on him to get some um, some sort of return. Um, and it just seems like he's starting to heat up. Um, you know I know he plays for the under the England under twenty one international side, um, so he's got a lot of potential. Um, and yeah, you know, just pacey, creative winger. Um, so I think he can su- surprise some people. And I think this might be another guy. I mean, he's at six mil right now. Um, this might be a guy you want to get into your side. Right on. I like that pick. Um, Heading now to Mr. Always a fun one. Tough one with this because a lot of times I don't like to like pick a particular. I like to pick a general thing. Um, so, in the spirit of the game, I will pick a player, and that is going to be Pookie. I think you got to get him out now. Um, yep. I think after this past past couple of weeks, I mean, come on, guy, um, just really pulled the wool over all of our eyes. Uh, for those who did have him in their side, I never did, but um, get him out. He's Mr. Stink this week, but just general stench on the 11.30 a.m. time slot on um, Sunday, I believe. Um, What is it? Yep, 11.30 on Sunday for us in the States. Um, And that game is Everton uh, v. Spurs. Uh, That's just a 
a game of two crap underperforming teams and probably going to be a terrible product on the field. It could, it could go one, one of two ways. It could go really well. It could be a really entertaining game or it could be terrible. Um, so that's just a general stink that I had to, that I had to put out there. Spurs Everton. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. Um, I'm, you know, I probably won't even watch it. I mean, I'll watch it, but um, yeah, I'll watch it. That won't be one that I'm. I mean, obviously, Leicester plays right before, so um, you know, it'll be it'll be something I'll have to watch. But uh, my <laughs> Mister Stink is uh, someone who I actually had in my team for the first three game weeks, and I think he's just a piece of crap now. And that's Grant. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What a what a turd! How does your how does your team elect you captain and you go and piss off right in front of the fans? I think that's just a complete sign of disrespect. Um, yep. And other Mister Stink is Unai Emery for freaking screwing over a team <laughs> that has like we look we look we just went through it that has some serious talent, but he has no idea what to do it with it. Um, so I'm gonna say Jose Mourinho in. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I saw that story this uh, this afternoon. Mourinho in, Emery out, Shaka out. Well, Mourinho's got a couple couple potential destinations in the Premier League. A lot of managers on the hot seat right now on these underperforming big teams. So um, yeah, that'll definitely be interesting to look forward to um moving on finally then to our last man of the week it's uh mr captain and so sean i i still haven't 100 percent decided but i'm gonna decide right now and i need your help a little bit here so i basically am choosing between either a man city asset um they play at home against southampton who obviously was on the receiving end of that 9-0 drubbing last week of uh, Leicester. And then Man City also played Southampton this week already in the League Cup, so they're going to play him twice. Um, I'm thinking of a Man City asset, or I'm thinking of a Chelsea asset. Obviously, we talked about it. They're going to Watford. Um, and then there's two sides to the coin on both of those, Man City or Chelsea. Is it the popular pick, the premium pick, or is it the gamble pick, the differential pick? I'm not even going to name names. What would you say? Man City, Chelsea, uh, and then with that, would you say either a gamble or a uh, a safer premium pick? Hmm. You know what? I think this week I'd go with City. Yep. I think I think that's I, I look, I have a feeling that I mean there's they're not obviously they're not a bad team. Um I think the big danger with them is just the Pep Roulette. So um and you know, the general underperforming um nature <laughs> yeah. of these of these assets. But yeah, I'll I'll say you know, look, you can always go out on a limb too, but I'd say hey by the way we've been talking, 
Um, I think it might be going out on a limb now to a degree to say that a city asset will get you the most returns. So let's do it. All right. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be KDB. You know, yep. it's, it's uninspiring, but that's who it's going to be. Cause he didn't, I think he was on the bench today or whenever they played yesterday against Southampton or I don't even know if he traveled, but no, he was on the bench. Um, so I think he'll probably start. Uh, and then the other option was just the major differential and Mendy. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't make the match day squad in the league cup. So he'll most certainly start, uh, left back for him. Uh, you know, it's obviously a gamble to captain a defender, but it's a huge risk reward there. I mean, if he gets a, you know, clean sheet and assist or, um, your goal even then obviously huge returns, but, um, looks like it's going to be KDB for me for Mr. Captain this week. Yep. And, um, for me in the spirit of that, I will go with Sadio Mane as my captain, you know, playing at Villa. (laughs) I mean, it's still like, look, it's not that easy, but Villa just had a, they absolutely crapped the bed last game week. So um, I think, you know, I think it's just a safe bet. Yeah, so. that's fair. Who, I mean, who else were you debating? I mean, were you debating anybody else or was it pretty uh, much? I was, it, would, it would have been funny. Yeah. But, and, hey. and you know, Chris, playing Crystal Palace on the road is, that's not very easy. So, Oh yeah, I think Mane is a uh, a pretty decent pick there. Yeah, not bad. All right, hour and a half mark. Um, can't believe it. The two up top podcast is going the longest, but the boys um, taking it to extra time. <laughs> that's right. Um, Stoppage time is just it's long, but it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, because like we talked, the first over an hour was just recapping gave me 10 a lot happened you said it um, we, yeah we said your it, favorite yeah. favorite week so how yeah, to do it um then lucky we're making the editing easy for our guy jake um hopefully after the nationals are world series champions tonight yeah not too much partying you can just throw the intro music on this thing and then uh send it out to the uh the listeners but um wrapping it up We've obviously got the game. Uh, if you've been following, it's our lock. Um, that's the uh, we can only pick. Um, you can't pick a club twice until you've picked every single team in the Premier League. This is somebody who this is a team that you are confident is going to win. Um, then we've got our dogs. They must be um, a plus two hundred or greater in odds uh so an underdog in a game um and then we got our star so it's one player who we think is gonna have more fpl points than um any other player this game week um and we can only pick uh we can't pick a player more than twice um so i have I guess I'll start off with Jake's, and he dropped it in uh, the 
uh, our group chat and I'm just trying to find it right now off the top of my head. So um, Jake's lock that he's going with is Chelsea uh, over Watford. So he's, he's opting uh, for the um, beat up on the worst team narrative as we've done quite often here. Um, What do you think about that? I mean, it's a safe, look, it's a safe, it's a safe choice. I think Chelsea's hot and Watford's not. So, uh, no disagreement there. And then um, he's going with, I guess I'll go through all of his first. Um, And then he's going to go with, as his dog, he's going to go with Norwich City. Uh, I guess, um, you know, we've been, talking pretty poorly about Norwich. Uh, I don't think we even mentioned who they're playing this weekend. They're playing at, at Brighton. Um, it's at a Brighton team that's uh, actually been pretty good at home. And it's versus Norwich, who's been pretty poor on the road. So I think he's going out on a limb here, picking picking Norwich. Um, yeah. But, you know, to each his own. I think he's already picked him a couple of times as his dog. No, this is only his second time. So, all right, Norwich for uh, for Jake uh, with his dog, and then his star. I mean, he's really riding the uh, the the Norwich train here. Complete opposite of what we've been saying. He's back on the Pookie party. He thinks Pookie is going to be the star this week. Uh, we know what we think about that one. Yeah, don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. Out on a limb there, Jake, on all those. Um, but, oh, and I didn't even recap the score. So, through um, match week 10, I'm still in first with 16 and a half points. Uh, Sean, you're bringing up the rear with 11 and a half. Jake, just in front of you at 12. So, a little bit more of a gap I'm making on you guys. Um, last yep. week, you all picked Bournemouth as our lock. That obviously was a draw. Bit of a boring week last week. Then uh, Jake and I picked Bournemouth as our dog, too. Just got a point out of that one. Block, you picked Villa as your dog last week. That didn't go too well against City. Um, Jake had a big pick uh, with Rashford as a star. Obviously, Rashford had a nice week. Um, Hudson Adoy came off the bench. So, Sean, you brought it up the rear with star picks. And then I had Lundstrom, who just... I think he just got two two points. Uh, so I just bested you by one point, another lackluster. I'm pretty poor with these star picks, to be honest. Um, so uh, we'll see how it goes. I pretty much make my money uh, with my lock picks. Uh, you and I have only lost one lock pick. Uh, but uh, I guess I will get into mine this week. My lock is going to be Brighton. Uh, versus Norwich, like I said, um, Norwich is one of four teams who are winless on the road this season. Um, and they're going up against a Brighton team who's actually played pretty well uh, at home. Um, Norwich, one draw, four losses, negative nine goal differential on the road this season. They don't really have anything going for them. Uh, to be honest, I'm really, really bearish on Norwich. I think they're going to probably get relegated. Um, 
but just question for you do you think or do you know uh the other three teams that haven't won a game on the road this season and i already mentioned one of them uh in this podcast so norwich is one of them you know the other three i didn't even hear you mention the other one um I mentioned it briefly. This is one uh, on our recap. I think I did. What was it? Was it Everton? They are one of them. I I don't think I I, I mentioned them. Though. I'm thinking of somebody else. Who did you yeah, mention? I, it was Spurs. Oh shit! Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no. I mean, so I think Norwich, Everton, Spurs, and then who who who's the other one? Hasn't won a game on the road. It's fairly obvious. Oh, what? Yeah, I haven't won a game at all. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I think Bright Brighton's gonna get a hammer Norwich. The, the only worry is that Brighton's good form falls to the wayside right when I pick them. But and then Norwich magically comes back to form and has a great match. Um, but. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah, gonna happen. Tough. I mean, no. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so my my lock is also my dog here, Ryan. Oh, here we go. And I'm going out on a limb, and I know it's a just a risky move, but I I honestly I'm thinking Burnley. Wow. Yep, and they, I know they don't even have Chris Wood, but. I think, I think Sheffield. Um, I think they're they're good. They're good form at home. Um, I think it's gonna fall off. So okay, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. But um, no, I think I haven't chosen Burnley yet. You know, it'd be easy for me to pick Brighton, um, just because I obviously have a lot invested in them. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Let's, let's we'll see what Burnley can do. You know what? And I had the exact same uh, thought process uh, because, you know, it'll be tough for Sheffield to to keep this up. Like, this run of form can't last forever. Um, And going into this game, Burnley has uh, something to prove after getting shellacked uh, by Chelsea. Um, And I... You know, Sheffield, they play well home away. I don't think it matters too much for them. I think they still play really well away. So I don't think them being at home is that big of an advantage for them. And I think that's where a lot of this, um, a lot of the odds makers are like seeing this as an advantage for them. I don't think it's going to be that much of an advantage. I think this is going to be a pretty even playing field. Um, And I think Burnley... I'd I'd have to I'd have to guess Burnley is going to come out on top of this one. Obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if Sheffield won either. Uh, no. Just with the way they've been playing, I've been really impressed by him. But uh, you know, a team that you know newly promoted team, can they continue it forever? Meh, probably not. So yeah, I'm going to go with Burnley this week. Exactly. That's perfect. Yep. Um, and now the star where the money's been made. So we said, uh, this is where the most points, uh, we can get the most points for the game here. Um, so Jake said Pookie. 
And I'm going to go with, um, in prior to recording, I basically wrote down five players here. And it was five Chelsea players. And I wrote it down last night. And then I said I was going to base it off of who played in their league game, uh, League Cup game tonight. So Pulisic and Hudson-Odoi started today. So not picking them. And then Mount and Abraham were on the bench. I'm not going to pick Abraham because I've already picked him once this season for the game. So then that leaves Mount, who was on the bench to start, and then William, who um, wasn't even in the match day squad. Seeing that William wasn't in the match day squad, I'm picking William as my star this week to perform um, at Watford um, this weekend. Probably get a goal, maybe an assist. I'm fairly confident in this one, actually. Um, Taking the Frank Roulette out of it and and I think William has the best chance to play. And then I think once uh, the once you're in the squad, I think you have an equivalent amount of getting an attacking return than each Chelsea midfielder. To be honest, besides the holding the holding midfielders, I think yep. if you could guarantee that Pulisic. CHO and Mount are starting every game. I'd have all three of them in my team if I could, you know, because yeah. um, they're just going to get returns. So um, just going on what I think is the best odds here, I think William uh, for my star. No, I, I don't agree or I don't disagree with you there. Um, I'm going to go on another limb here. But I'm going to go take it over. I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to pain you to hear this. I'm going to take uh, it over to West Ham, Newcastle. Oh, no. I'm going to take it over to London, and I'm going with my boy, Andre Yarmolenko. He's had some good returns um, the past few weeks. Um, when he gets a lot of playing time, for some reason, they've been keeping him out of the team, but he, uh, he got back. He's playing 90 minutes again, um, and... He he's a he's a good point getter, big strong player, um, and I think that's how you have to play if you want to score against Newcastle. So then that's favorable for him um, because you can't. It's tough to beat Newcastle off just you know like an athletic player. Like you have to have good hold up play and you have to be able to um, you know either you know hit a shot or getting behind them through you know creating opportunities. Um, yep. Other than just you know lumping it forward and trying to get around because you know they're good in the air and they're strong defenders. So, um, I yeah, yeah, Malenko. Yeah, as as leaky as well. I don't know. I don't know how the best to describe this, but as not great as Newcastle is, um, I honestly am not really going to ever pick. Uh, an attacking player uh, to have a big week, uh, an attacking opposition player to have a big week against them because I am honestly really confident with the way that um, their defense has looked uh, this year. And even with injuries, uh, with Fabian Scher, who is, in my opinion, our best player, even with him out, um, Federico Fernandez steps in. 
um, finds himself on the FBL Dream Team for the week. Uh, little assist, Lascelles, uh, captain goal there, nice headed goal. Um, we've got Florian Lejeune coming back from injury in the next couple of weeks, so we've got a plethora of um, really solid backs. Um, and then Yedlin and Willems, a lot of pace coming up, um, wing backs. So, yep. um, uh, I, I mean, I like Newcastle's defense, so um, I see where you're going with the pick. The theory's there, um, but we'll have to see. Um, I, I, I really like Newcastle's back line, so we'll see if West Ham is able to uh, to poke any through. Hey, it could go, uh, it could probably go either way. One. Make it go either way. I mean, and then I'll segue this into our picks for um, our teams this week. I think, honestly, <laughs> the next, like, four weeks, I'm just going to be picking 1-1 one, one draws for Newcastle because, like, that's the only thing that I can see. I think this, I think against West Ham, it's going to be 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I'm going 2-0. I'm going I think West Ham um, – I think West Ham can break Newcastle down. Um, I, it's tough to see. It's tough to hear. Um, but it very well could go the other direction, too. Um, and Newcastle could, could squeak one out. You know, I just I like West Ham at home. You know, Newcastle's got a bunker. Um, but yeah. I, think, I think West Ham's just got a little bit more quality in it. Yeah. I mean, they, de- they definitely do. And, and once again, I'll, I'll never be surprised by – Newcastle getting beat, especially on the road, but um, I really like the way that they play, the shape, um, uh, the the rigidity, rigid rigidity. <laughs> is that the rigidness? Is, is that it? Okay, it's rigid. How, rigid. Ri- <laughs> how rigid they are, um, and then they can really bust forward on the counterattack. They've got a ton of pace. I think yeah. it's just going to be a matter of um, just finishing your damn chances, um, you know, capitalizing on the opportunities that you have. Uh, you know, it's going to take one game, and I think we'll really surprise people. But for now, um, the final third is lacking, uh, and that can't – I, I harp on it every every episode. you got to score goals to succeed in this league. So, um one one for me, so two nil for you. How about Leicester traveling to uh, London to play Crystal Palace? So I honestly I don't like Crystal Palace at all. They're one of my least favorite teams in the Prem. <laughs> that being is it said, just because of that? Is it just because of that guy who was wearing that jersey in the bar once? Um, <laughs> no, it was like the I, Man City game or something. Oh, in DC. Yeah. No, I mean to a degree, like that does that definitely like contributes. Just you know, I I think their fans are like, how are you a Crystal Palace fan? Um, <laughs> the vodka. I just don't like. I do not like IU, and it's not me being jingoistic because anyone from Ghana, I just don't like because they beat the U.S. in like right. 2010 in the World Cup, so. Don't like him, and I do not like Zaha. I think he's a good player, but I just think he's just one of those like arrogant types. That's just kind of not cool, arrogant like Barty, but just like 
That being well, yeah, said, when you're when you're Jamie Vardy and you score a hat trick, you can be a little bit more arrogant than Wolf Zaha, who I don't think has gotten on the score sheet yet this season. Yeah. So I think Crystal Palace is tough to play. Um, I think, yeah, I just I, I think that they're not a bad team. Um, so and it's it's a way. Uh, I'm gonna go two one Leicester though. I think they'll concede. Um, but that being said, I think that we just have a bit more might than than Crystal Palace does. And I think that, you know, with the form that we're on right now, I think it'd be it'll be really tough to contain Leicester. So saying two one. I could see us going down one nil early and then coming back. Yep, I like that. I was gonna go two one as well. And I'll echo your your sentiments there. I think uh, Crystal Palace can be tough to break down, but we have seen teams expose them, like Tottenham. Be, uh, the best Tottenham looked all season against uh, Crystal Palace, so that yep. 4-0 win. So I wouldn't be surprised with um, any range of uh, Leicester victory here. I'd be really surprised if Crystal Palace... Um, I, I honestly, I'd be surprised if Leicester just didn't win at all. I'd be surprised by a draw here, um, just going off of the form aspect too. I mean, they're so hot, uh, Leicester. So, um, definitely expecting a uh, a win for your Foxes. And then, um, quick prediction for on for Jake's sake, uh, <laughs> Spurs traveling to uh, to Liverpool, uh, second week in a row here to play. Uh, Play Everton. Um, I think. Look, like we said, this is just gonna go. It's gonna either be boring or it's just gonna be a you know a rip roaring match. Um, <laughs> I honestly think Everton wins this three two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I I kind of like that pick to be to be perfectly honest with I, you. I think I think Spurs just have not. Prove it. I mean, we've said it. And Everton sucks too, but I think that of the two, Everton looks. I mean, somewhat more promising. Um, they at least they're scoring goals. You know. Yeah, it's it's like who who's going to be coming to this game feeling more optimistic? Like oh, we can get a result here, and it's at Goodison Park. Right. So hey, who, I mean, who do you who do you think? I think it's going to be uh, Everton. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, They're going to be mad that they that they lost on an own goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is just hilarious. But um, yeah. you know, Tottenham's just—they're kind of in the doldrums right now. You know, it's. Yep, that's right. Um, and I think they'll Everton will look at Tottenham as kind of like a wounded duck. You know, just. Yep. Something like, all right, you know what? <laughs> we're never gonna, we're never gonna have a chance to. I mean, you might, but it'll be seldom that we'll have this good of a chance to take down uh, a big opponent like Spurs. Um, yeah. And then Spurs, obviously, with how they've been underperforming, they're not going to be coming into this really rip roaring and ready to go, uh, especially if the likes of Deli Ali and um, Christian Erickson are starting guys who don't even feel like they want to play. Um, so, like we said, flip a coin. That's how this thing's going to go. But um, 
You know what? I like three two as well. A couple couple of joint picks for us here in the Western Tottenham games for us. Perfect. I yeah. I mean, look, it's it's becoming that it's that time of the season, you know, where you, like you said, if you watch the games, I mean, you can just kind of you just kind of know what teams are. You don't know what teams are going to show up, but you just know how these teams are going to play now. You know, yep. the secret. There's no more secrets. I mean, we know now. We know what the players are like. We know what their attitudes are like. We know the systems. So, I mean, there's just going to be a little bit more agreement now. For sure. And, well, you know what? I had a good time chatting with you here. Um, I know we're yeah. a man down, but we'll be we'll be happy to have him back next week. Um, you know we ran a little long, but uh, hopefully it can last you. Uh, maybe cut it in half, maybe uh, listen to half on, on Thursday, then half on Friday, because we don't have any Friday games this week. But um, looking forward to a, uh, a big week, uh, a lot of nice games. Uh, so um, should be a good one. And uh, my last words will be, firstly, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at 3UpTopPod. That's spelled out uh, the word 3 um, make sure to uh, follow us, retweet us, and put out a, um, some good content there. Um, DM us friends. lineups. DM us yep. Any, yep. anything you think that we'd like to mention on our next pod. I mean, just you know, give us some more content, and we, we'd love to you know have some feedback on how we're doing. If you think we you know we're shite, or if you really enjoy listening, just reach out. Yeah. Oh, we've we've had some good uh some good feedback lately. Um, so it's great to see you know getting that follower count up. I think we're over like two twenty or something like that. So, um, definitely want to get some more people listening to the pod. I know there's a lot of great podcasts out there. Um, you know maybe look to do um some collaborations with uh um somebody here soon. Uh, we'll teaser there um maybe possibilities for some uh for some merch uh and then uh maybe possible advertisers um like we said on a previous episode but yeah make sure to engage with us on uh, on twitter i know it's a good community out there we like uh um uh having a chat with with all you but it's three up top pod um on twitter um lastly i'll just say uh Go on, Magpies, baby. Because of the uh, the good luck I had saying it last week. <laughs> Come on, Foxes. <laughs> Come on. All right. <laughs>